Welcome to Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. I'm your host, Joanna DeVoe, and this is a happy, hippie place where magic with a K meets the law of attraction. Hi, thanks for joining me for episode 288 of Hippie Witch, Magic for a New Age. My name is Joanna DeVoe, and I am the cookie creatrix behind Kick-Ass Witch, putting the K in magic, and Hippie Witch, the show you are listening to right now. I also have a free ebook by that name, Hippie Witch, Peace, Love, and all that good shit, and you can pick up a copy of that at www. JoannaDeVoe.com or back on the description page for this episode back on Blog Talk Radio. And those weird pauses just now were because I was trying as I was talking to remember what number this is of Saturn's Day evening post and I don't remember. (laughs) I make too many things. I forget where I say things too. Did I say it to a friend? Did I say it on Patreon? Did I say it in a video? I don't know. Is this number seven? Or number eight? I'll have to check. It's one of those. Welcome to Saturn's Day Evening Post. Something interesting happened to me this week. And somebody left a comment on Facebook (laughs) saying that they were glad my podcast got back on track. I think with the Q&A videos. Because they were blah there for a while. <laughs> I was like, huh. And uh, I didn't really know what she was talking about. So I asked her. I just said, what what episodes are you talking about? Like, what was blah about it? And apparently she came in on the Saturn's Day evening posts is what I, I gathered and was just like, why is this woman just randomly chatting about nothing? And she wanted something, you know, she wanted to learn something. So I should probably just introduce all of these Saturn's Day evening posts by saying, these are for my friends. <laughs> We're just chatting here. I've tried to mention that every week anyway, but uh, I don't know, I, I, you live in my mind. There's a you there. Like, I love you people to pieces. And I'm so excited that so many of you like the Saturn's Day Evening Post because it's really fun to do. <laughs> but I, I realized, like, that must be weird if you've never heard an episode of Hippie Witch and you just randomly landed here and I'm just, like, yik-yakking about my life like this is a phone call. <laughs> I'm going to try to lead in the future with something something worthwhile for if a stranger just just passed us by. So I was thinking before I I hopped on my computer here to talk to you all like what did I have anything any little bit of wisdom to share anything happened this week and yes something really cool did. I don't want to get into the specifics because it's very personal to me, but I will say I have to come up with a ginormous pile of money. And I already work my butt off and I, I'm very, I guard my hangout time. It's very precious to me. Like my time to take those baths I talk about all the time and catch, you know, and watch an hour of a TV show or the time I spend reading. Like I protect that 
like a crazy person. <laughs> I really do. And I just need that. I need that time for myself. And then beyond that, I'm extraordinarily busy. I have a lot of coaching calls this year that I've been doing in addition to the regular uh, content that I'm putting out. So I'm like, how am I going to come up with this giant pile of money that I need very soon without working more? Like I want to be smarter. I want to work smarter, not harder. And uh, so I kept... I've had days where I actually like suffered over this, which sucks, but I do know better. I know that that's not helping anything, right? (laughs) Uh, But more often than not, it's one of those things where I just keep like writing like, this is what I'm going to do with my day. And here you go, God, this one's for you. You got to figure this out because I don't even I don't even know what to do with it. And I keep writing something down in my journal that I picked up from... I think from the book, The One Thing. I think that's what it's called, The One Thing. And I keep writing, what would this look like if it were easy? What would this look like if it were easy? What would this look like if it were easy? Every single day. I get very specific with it too. Like, what would coming up with this exact amount of money by this date look like if it were easy? What would it look like if I made this much extra this week if it were easy? And I just sort of, I have a lot of experience with this kind of thing. So I know like the best thing to do when you're trying to hand something off to the universe or God that way and be like, here, can you take care of this for me? Because I'm going to go do all this other stuff and I don't really know how to make that happen. So could you please make that happen for me? I know the best thing you can do in that situation is to just let go and let God. Like you really have to have a spirit of detachment and it pays off to keep detaching and keep detaching. So every day, day after day after day this year, I would write that in my notebook. Shutting off my heater. There we go. I would write that in the notebook and then like magic Friday morning, I woke up and I received, this is how both of my eBooks came to me, by the way, and really the best content I've put out and stuff really happens as, I know it's a cliche, but a, a download. People say they got a spiritual download, like I'll just have an entire book. The Queen program was like that, just a whole like whoosh, and I like, I'm like trying to write to keep up, and it doesn't feel like it's my idea. It feels like it's coming through me. Like I'm a channel and it's just like a blessing from the universe and I can either capture it now or it's going to pass me by. So I had that experience with this problem that I was like, can you please solve this for me? And it was such a thrill. It felt like a huge gift of clarity, just massive insight for how I could do this and have it be easy without spending extra time because I don't have it and I don't want to sacrifice any of the things I'm doing right now because it all matters to me. So I thought that was fascinating. And then that morning, a couple of hours before this massive just whoosh of a download came through, I draw a card of the day every morning 
And that morning, I drew the Six of Pentacles, which in this deck is the Six of Abundance. And the message that came with it. These cards are really interesting. Uh, I'll have to I'll have to make a video about it or something. But uh, they're almost like affirmation cards. It's all based on the Rider Waite Smith system. So pentacles are abundance, or uh, swords are thought, wands are action. And cups are emotion. That's why it appealed to me because that's how I see the Rider Waite Smith system. That's how I see the different um, suits. I see them that way, and I thought, oh, that's interesting. And then they're kind of like affirmation cards because instead of just being an image, there's an image at the at the top, like a small image. It has like the written meaning of the card on the front of it, and on this card it said heaven opens its loving arms and pours abundance onto you an unexpected gift is on its way (laughs) and it was and it did and so that is just an awesome example of the universe has your back which is such a cliche and the title of gabby bernstein's one of her latest books uh but it really does if you can can master or not even master just play around with surrender the law of detachment things like that it's really interesting if you make a list of what i was saying like okay these are the things i'm going to do and then here you go god here's an assignment <laughs> could you please take care of this for me and it's amazing how often it he she, the, whatever the great mystery of the universe is, will take care of it for you that way. So what would it look like if this were easy? What would meeting this goal look like if it were easy? What if the universe just did it for you? (laughs) Good questions to ask yourself. (laughs) So that was my one little nugget of wisdom that I gleaned from this week. And I just want to say which is, I don't know how this all will be received, but today is Holocaust Remembrance Day. And I think it's really important that... I've always been shocked when I think about the Holocaust and how modern everybody seemed, right? Like, that seems like some weird, crazy story you would hear back from, like, the barbaric Middle Ages, not that they were considered barbarians, but a lot of the things that they did seemed barbaric to me. And it's like, wow, how did that happen in such a modern, cultured society? And it's very alarming, right? And scary. And we have a lot of racism, like, rearing its ugly head in society today. So it felt very important, And it had a lot of gravity to it to me when I woke up this morning and saw Holocaust Remembrance Day trending. And I could go in so many different directions with this. It's very, it's it's interesting that this happened so many decades ago and it's still such a sensitive subject. And you would think like, aren't we over this yet? Like, when will we, when will racism not be a thing? When will genocide not be a thing? 
And I mean, there's genocide happening in other places around the world right now while we're talking. And it's just fascinating to me and terrifying, right, to, to consider that humans will do things like that to each other. And most unfortunately, Erica Badu, like, really put her foot in her mouth this week. And I would love to know what you all think about that, because the reaction it got out of people was huge. She had said something to the effect that she can see the good in everybody. And she was trying to, like, demonstrate her compassion as a Pisces, basically, and say that she could have compassion for Hitler. She could see the good in anybody, even Hitler, and that he had a very troubled, sad childhood and that he made some really great art. So she was trying to point out, like, why he was messed up and also good things that he created. She referenced Bill Cosby, and it was just like, dude, (laughs) she has since said, like, she purposely chose, like, really... Like, the worst. She called Hitler a psychopath and says, "I of course I don't condone anything he did. And, um, but the climate, it was kind of like, know the room, lady, know the room. Like, this is not the time. It, is it ever a good time to invoke the name of Hitler, especially with sympathy attached to it? Um, or Bill Cosby right now and the whole Me Too movement is... is it's just it was just bizarre timing and and then right before Holocaust Remembrance Day you say something like that about Hitler but I will say and I don't think this is even the point she was trying to make but I do think it's a little bit dangerous to just call people evil or monsters because what it does is it separates us from them in a way that is dangerous, in my opinion, because to deny that that exists in humanity is to turn a blind eye to it. And, you know, it's somebody commits some like heinous crime and their neighbors come out and they're like, you know, because the news people are all on their street and they want to interview the neighbors and the neighbors are like, they were the sweetest couple. He was so nice. He used to babysit my dog for me. Like he was a lovely person. And it's like humans are dynamic and they do really, really effed up things too. They can be the most beautiful and the most horrific. And I don't want to get all too deep into this (laughs) um, because then you start getting into like, does evil exist and what is evil? But I know you all are really good for a deep, get down and dirty conversation about all of this. But I would actually not mind hearing your opinions about the Erica Badu uh, controversy this week because it just interested me. Uh, just reading people's different reactions and uh, seeing how some, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> One that stands out to me was somebody saying like, Nobody on the planet is that woke. and uh, But I do think that is a higher perspective, maybe, perhaps, that most of us just aren't capable of. Maybe not even Erica Badu. She might have just been trying to appear to be very enlightened or just to push people's buttons because she enjoys that. Part of her defense of saying that was that she was a Pisces, and I thought that was something that was really interesting. That is maybe a Piscean thing to do. Or to say, maybe an Aquarius thing too. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> and I have to say, uh, this is like a really perverse part of my brain. But now for days, ever since this happened, my mind will not stop doing this. Pick your Afro daddy because it's flat on one side. Well, if you don't pick that Afro, you're gonna have one side high. <laughs> well, you said you's gonna take me to see Wu Tang, baby. So I braided my hair. I love this. I don't care if I'm freaking you out. No, I don't. Said she's gonna take me to see Wu Tang, baby. So I braided my hair, cornrows, and everything. <laughs> if you don't know what I'm doing right now, I am so sorry for you. Because. That's an Erica Badu song, and <laughs> it's so awesome. I used to love uh, sharks patrol these waters. Sharks patrol these waters. Don't let your fingers dangle in the water. Don't you worry about that Jaglo orange life preserver. It won't save you. It won't save you. Swim for the shore just as fast as you are able. Swim like a motherfucker. Swim! <laughs> this is the worst episode ever. I love those weird songs that artists just put on their records. Do you know who I just did? I feel like I shouldn't tell you that this is a litmus test for how cool you are or how much we have in common. Does anybody know what I just did? I'm not going to tell you who that was. <laughs> but I love... This is what I miss about like whole albums uh first I grew up with tapes were a thing and then we had cds now I'm really back into vinyl because I got myself my record player and I've been listening to old records and I do think that that's something that people that are growing up in the digital age are missing out on is like those weird quirky songs or those really indulgent moments that like Prince would have sometimes where he's like Ooh, like, what is this, Prince? Are we doing this now? Uh, uh, <laughs> why? I don't know. But you just end up letting the whole album play. So that stuff, like, gets down, down, down into the deep, deep layers of your mind. <laughs> and you end up memorizing it and singing it on a podcast years later. <laughs> uh, but there, it is... Maybe this is why vinyl has had such a resurgence. It's like a backlash against the digital age because there is something about having the whole experience of an entire record beginning to end, the good songs, the bad songs, and those quirky little weird songs that artists just like threw in there for the fun of it. <laughs> those are always... My favorite, <laughs> always. Karen O with the yeah, yeah, yeahs has this one that I love. She's like, do, 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 And then it like turns and she starts doing like the death scream, like, ah, like this like punk rock, I'm dying scream. And then it like goes back to do, 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 So much fun. I love that stuff. I love it. 
Okay. All right. All right. What am I talking about? I have to tell you about my massage that I had last night because that's really, really important and crazy and fun. (laughs) But I, I will too, before I go there, since I'm already talking about pop culture, I have a show and it happened accidentally and it's totally making a liar out of me because last week, I was like, I don't want anything spooky. I don't want a mystery. I just want like cute love story, lovable characters. And then what happens? I'm scrolling through to see what's on one night and I see the alienist is on and I haven't seen any trailers for it or anything, but I read that book back in the day. Uh, I read The Alienist and The Devil in the White City. And they're both really disturbing books about serial killers, but they're both awesome, awesome period pieces and really fascinating books. The Devil in the White City is about Chicago, and I learned so much about that city that I didn't know in reading that book. And they're supposed to be making a movie, I thought. Like, I don't know where this movie is, but anyway... I knew The Alienist, and I saw that, and I was like, is that the book, like, by Caleb Carr? And I was like, it is, and it was the first episode. It was just so random that I caught it in time to see the first episode, and it's so gruesome and bad. I had to sneak it while Tanner was in, a ba- in the bath because <laughs> I don't. It would, it would definitely disturb him. It's disturbing for sure, but um, the way it opens – is just with text across the screen, and I love I love this. So I I I wrote it down so I could read it to you because it's so cool. In the 19th century, persons suffering from mental illness were thought to be alienated from their own true natures. Experts who studied them were therefore known as alienists. Therefore, the alienist isn't that fascinating. They were thought to be alienated from their own true nature. It really harkens back to what I was saying about Hitler and is evil real? Because sometimes I think, I don't, I don't know, maybe because of my Christian upbringing, I'm hesitant to believe in like, I'm very hesitant to believe in in Satan or hell or anything like that in the Christian sense of the word. And I guess evil gets lumped into that. I feel like evil is being completely cut off from your soul and your emotions. And it's kind of, I guess it is an alienation from your true nature in a way. And it's like soul blindness kind of and very, very dark like being completely cut off from your soul nature, your God nature, in order to to be able to do the horrible things that you do as an evil person in the world, I guess. And that so often comes from childhood trauma and abuses. And I mean, it's argued that some people are just born that way, which is really scary to think about. But I don't know if I believe in like well, I know you all are good for this. The second it, it comes out of my mouth, I know there's going to be people arguing with me. I don't know if I believe in like demonic forces and things like that. It's I'm open to that being a thing. A, a possi- it's a possibility, but I just don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but the alienist, something about... So that takes place in... 
in the 19th century. And it really reminds me of The Nick. I don't know if any of you guys saw The Nick with Clive Owen on HBO. It was so good. God, that show was good. And it's from a similar time, and it has a similar look and feel. The Nick, I think, was a little bit more elevated because it's HBO. Hello. HBO is like the best. I mean, just beautiful, gorgeous, everything. Perfect productions. Uh, But I'm fascinated by and horrified by the way we treated people with mental health issues. And thank God Tanner is born today. I don't even want to know what would happen to him back in the day. Like we, speaking of being barbaric, like we were barbaric to these people, like horrible to people, even in I mean, all the way up until the 50s, bizarre things were done to people with with mental disabilities, mental health issues. It just, we were, there's a cruel streak in humanity that I don't understand. And one time I looked up when I was watching The Nick, I can't remember what took me there, but I was on Pinterest and I was looking at old like asylum pictures and I, I had to stop. I was just a few pictures in and I was so disturbed because I saw... This man's eyes, he was looking through a door, and I just saw so much pain. I could just ball my head off thinking about that picture. It just really upset me. And thinking about Tanner, my son, who has autism, for those of you who don't know, I always say it, but I I try to put it into the context of what I'm saying here. Thinking about like his parents and his how scared he must be and how abandoned and like I just, it's just amazing the things that human beings do to other human beings. And I'm so sorry. This is taking a horrible turn this week. I don't know. The Saturn's Day Evening Post are supposed to be fun, but I watched The Alienist. What can I say? It's like a disturbing show, but it's fascinating. I can't help myself. So I'm in. I'm in. And of course, I had to go to Twitter, my favorite social media, to go to the alienist hashtag to see what everybody else is thinking. And they love it. It's a perfect show. Like people are excited about it. So it's more fun. Twitter makes Twitter makes TV more fun. It really does. Because you can like hook up with people all around the world that are having the same experience as you. And, and it just makes it that much better. Thank you, too, to those of you. More people have given me suggestions, TV show suggestions, and now I have, like, a ton to pick from. You all are the best. That is why I say I love you guys so much because Kevin, hi, Kevin, if you're listening, wrote me, like, this awesome letter introducing himself. Uh, Liz sent me an amazing package. She sent me joy in the mail. She sent me... uh, stuff for my bath because I'm always talking about taking a bath and then she sent me I love Funko Pop and joy is my word of the year so she sent me a joy Funko Pop from the movie Inside Out which I have not seen but have heard really awesome things about and then she sent some moon stuff for Tanner it was like the most thoughtful sweet thing ever and um So yeah, I love in between the episodes, like talking to you all and getting your letters and getting to know you guys. You're in my head (laughs) and in my heart. I can honestly say that. Um, But one, one more show, one more show that has suddenly caught my interest that I've been aware of, but I don't, I don't care about superhero stuff. I'm not a superhero person. I, I definitely enjoyed Wonder Woman 
There are definite exceptions for sure. Christopher Nolan, hello. Um, but Bust Magazine had a cover of Kristen Ritter looking like a kick-ass, witchy badass. She's on the cover looking just, I don't know, she looks so witchy and awesome. And it was to promote her show, Jessica Jones, on Netflix, which is, a, is that Marvel Comics? It's a comic book hero. And so I was like, oh, gosh, I'm just not into that, but I'm into this picture so much. So I clicked on that hashtag, and it took me to a trailer. And now this is why, see, me and me and me and the music this week. I don't know. <laughs> but they they put, the trailer was set to Heart's song. It was Barracuda. You, who doesn't love Barracuda? You have to love that song. I'm sorry. I just screamed in your ears. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, fine. I'm going to watch Jessica Jones. <laughs> it's already it's already on uh, its second season. So whatever, whatever, man. And uh, I think I'm going to wrap this up because I'm being such a dork. But before I go, I have to tell you about my massage that I got. <laughs> it was a very uh, memorable experience. It is a place called Sun and Moon, I believe. Sun and Moon here in in between Glendale and Eagle Rock. Maybe it's considered Eagle Rock. I don't know. Eagle Rock and Glendale kind of mush together. Not far from my house. There's a place called Sun and Moon. And it's just in a little strip mall. And But I got a Groupon and for like $35, really cheap, for a hot stone massage. I've never had a hot stone massage. And I was like, ooh, I want to try that. So I went in and... It's an adorable place. It definitely has an awesome vibe, which is nice when it's just in one of those junky strip malls and you walk in and you're like, oh, this is really nice. And <laughs> I didn't know at all what to expect because I've never had a hot stone massage. You always just see that picture of a lady laying face down with like stones along her spine. And so I knew it involved stones, but that's about it. And so she had, I had to get down to my underwear and then get under a sheet face down. So I, I knew it was one of the women that worked there, but I couldn't see her when she came in. And I will say the privacy is not like primo there. There's a curtain, <laughs> but there's little gaps. Like if you really, really wanted, if you're like a peeping Tom or something, like you could get an eye fill if you were trying yeah. <laughs> so, but whatever, you kind of forget about that with the plinky plunky music. It's all very like new agey and awesome. But she comes in and she immediately, <laughs> well, not immediately. First, she did this awesome thing with a hot, wet towel, like on the back of my neck and my back. They just like scrub you with this awesome hot towel. It feels so good. And then I feel like her weight on the table with me and she's climbing on me and walking on me. And so she walked all over me and climbed on me and then was like, not laying on me, but like kind of like leaning on me and using her forearms and her elbows, like way getting into it. It was very up close and personal and, uh, 
I like really hard pressure massages, so I don't have a problem with any of this, but it's a very, very intense, like uh, borderline pain, but I like that. So I was totally fine with it. And then when that part of it's over, she like pulls the sheet down. And then she pulled my underwear down and did the whole like lubing your body up with like hot oil. But it was like butt cheeks. Just I was like, oh, we're doing this. Like we're going to massage my butt cheeks. Like what is happening here? And then uh, but it was all fine. It was all in the up and up. And uh, and then she has you flip over at one point. So you're laying on your back and then she does your legs and she's the oil again with her leg with your legs oh and i'm totally forgetting the hot stone part is awesome too like she literally was holding stones in her hands that were like super duper hot and then she would do the massage with the stones holy crap that feels amazing and then she moves on to my legs and all i mean this is a massage that you want to shave for get a full bikini wax and wear attractive underwear <laughs> Like, whoa, it was, it came as close to the line of, of, uh, being illegal. I will say (laughs) there's like no genitals were touched in the making of this massage, but it, it got really personal. And, you know, she's like bending my legs in crazy directions and stuff and like massaging up around my groin. And it was just very, very personal. (laughs) But it felt awesome. It felt amazing. Like she did my feet. And after like all the oil, they take another hot towel and scrub you down. Oh, and the funniest part is she was chewing gum the whole time. I could hear her like smacking her gum. And (laughs) that was such a funny thing. Um, And none of this is to say that it wasn't awesome. It was really, really awesome. But then the parts, you know, I told you the curtains weren't like, it wasn't entirely private. She got behind me and had her feet back, and so I had to sit up, and she wanted me to hold her hands with her feet in my back, so I couldn't hold my towel up, so my boobs are just out, and she's, like, making me arch my back with my boobs stuck out, and then we're, like, bending my body this way and bending my body that way. It's like, all right, fine. Everybody, look at my boobs, Uh, but you're so relaxed at that point, you just kind of don't even care. I was like melted butter. And then when it was over, they told me just, you can get the group on price next time you call. Just tell us that, uh, just tell us that you want the group on price again. So for 35 bucks, I got an hour long. Awesome. It had a lot of Thai massage in it, like built into it. I don't know if you guys like Thai massage. It's not for everybody. I happen to like it. It's like chiropractic massage (laughs) where they're like popping your back and stuff and and bending. That's why the bending of the legs and everything and why she had her feet in my back and was pulling me that way. And it popped my back in like all the right good ways. It was so flipping awesome. (laughs) It was so good. Yes. Yes, hot stone massage. If that it does not terrify you, what I just described, if that actually sounds good, get yourself one. It's so awesome. I hope you all are having an amazing week so far. And I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you here. I'm gonna leave you here until we meet again. Much love to you. Peace. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.